Welcome to the Tech Suite, your go-to source for the latest legal updates on the fastest moving sector, brought to you by Minter Allison Rudwatts. I'm your host today, Jeremy Muir, a partner in our financial services team. And I'm here today with William Donnelly, product manager at Sharesies, one of our great clients. Today we're going to talk to Will about specifically how Sharesies has leveraged technology in a very traditional industry, turning it on its head and becoming a very recognised New Zealand success story. We'll also talk a bit specifically about Sharesies' new KiwiSaver launch, which uh, uses technology in innovative ways to help investors make sense of their KiwiSaver. Before we begin, please note nothing we're discussing today is legal advice. All information is correct as at today's date, which is 15th of December 2023. So Will, it's great to have you here today. Thanks for joining me. Hi Jeremy. Yes, it's great to be here. So we're lucky enough to have listeners coming and joining us from around the world. For anyone, if they've been living under a rock who may not have heard about Sharesies, do you want to give us a quick rundown on the company, what it does, and what you do? Yeah, so Sharesies was founded in 2016, so it's been around about seven years now. Its original aim was to make investing easy and accessible. Uh, the founders started Sharesies because they wanted to remove some of the blockers to investing where they felt people were priced out and jargoned out of investing. I think they initially offered access to six ETFs. Funnily enough, those were the same six ETFs that we first offered as part of the KiwiSaver self-select rollout internally, actually. That's fantastic. Yeah, lovely little parallel there. Yeah, since then, it's grown to offer over 8,000 investment options across New Zealand, Australia, and US exchanges. And ultimately, how the product has grown alongside that is basically how it's evolved into a wider wealth development platform. So going from that investing platform with six ETFs into a wider wealth development platform, which now offers a range of product experiences, including for investing, savings, company partnerships, and now KiwiSaver as well. And this is all geared towards that purpose of creating financial empowerment for everybody. When did you join Sharesies? I joined Sharesies in 2021. So I've been here just over. I joined when we were first starting to look into KiwiSaver. And yeah, I've been working as part of that product team over the last two years as we've taken that very much from idea through inception all the way through to delivery. And obviously we launched an early access version of KiwiSaver earlier this year, and then we've made it publicly available last month, which includes this, this the self-select innovation, which we're really excited about. That's fantastic. But the beauty of Sharesies isn't just that it's a good idea. There's also a huge amount of automation and technology that underpins it uh, to ensure the service offered is smooth and appealing to investors, right? Do you want to, should we talk about the product experience and what tech have you leaned on to provide customers with that experience? You know, what we're really looking for is, you know, using technology to find a way to provide customers with an experience that meets and, and in many cases tries to exceed those expectations. Again, making something that's available to everyone. Well, you can only do that if you've got a highly automated and scalable product. And then the kind of third dimension we're looking at is also making sure that we're building compliance in from the ground up. So trying to find a way to balance those three dimensions so that we can provide product experiences that exceed expectations, that are highly automated, and that also use build compliance in, in a way that actually benefits the customer experience as well, or complements the customer experience as well. Fantastic. Having done work with you guys on designing the way the KiwiSaver works and having you know seen the care that's gone into providing guardrails for investors, because KiwiSaver is different from other investments, right? It has a longevity about it, 
and a lot of care goes into the both the government and the financial markets authorities response in terms of ensuring that people's savings will be there when they hit 65 so it's not open slather it's not um, invest in what you like it's a, a more carefully curated experience how has sharesies built that into trying to sort of keep the sharesies experience live for KiwiSaver customers but understanding that there need to be some guardrails around that Great question. I mean, auto- automating risk management has been a huge focus for us. So providing members with the ability to make self-select choices and invest their KiwiSaver into individual companies and ETFs on you know on top of their base funds. Uh, we had to make sure that risk management was baked into the experience and that not only was it kind of highly scalable, that it, but it was also intuitive and simple to understand. And I think that's kind of been one of the big, the amazing things as we've kind of built this product and rolled it out is that it's really important that we make the complex simple. One of the key innovations was with these investment guardrails, which borrows a lot from the Australian model. Um, and what that means is that we can apply guardrails or limits to investment plans to ensure appropriate diversification. And as a starting point, we went with, you know, like you know, if you look in Australia, there's some more kind of aggressive or broader kind of ranges. And what we've started with is that Members need to invest uh, at least 50% into a base fund or a managed fund. Kind of, we call it a base fund because it effectively acts as the, the, the foundation. And because it's a managed fund, uh, it has natural diversification built into that. And then on top of that, you kind of add these self-select options, kind of like Lego on top of that foundation, where you can choose, from, as I said, from a range of about, we've got started with 93 NZX listed self-select options. We're looking to expand into 350 US options and um ASX options next year as well. And the idea is that uh, you can invest up to a maximum of 5% into each individual one. And the really important thing here, as I said, is making the complex simple. So, you know, there's many ways that we could have gone about this, but we tried to make that really intuitive through the uh, through the front end, through the, you know, the app itself. And that allows uh, customers to kind of uh, understand with front end validations and feedback about how to set up their investment plans so that it kind of fits that guardrail model. Uh, and then we've also got, you know, three lines of defense. We've got backend checks in place, and then we've got additional monitoring and alerting in place, which helps us just see at kind of a macro level how those investment plans are, are performing, et cetera, as well. So I think that for me is like one of the big innovations that we've made around um, self-select. And, and it's really important that we've used technology to kind of automate a lot of that and then also provide those additional controls. So we've got confidence in the compliance side of it as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I know from working with you guys and talking to you how much care has gone into building that. If anyone wants to know more about uh, the way the Sharesies KiwiSaver scheme works and about KiwiSaver generally, I can happily give a plug to your own podcast series, The Payoff, which looks at the origins of KiwiSaver and has lots of great interviews um, with well-known and less well-known people before also touching on on the, the Sharesy scheme. And also uh, one of your three EOs, Leighton, gave a great interview recently with Frances Cook on her Cooking the Books podcast, all of which we can, I'm sure, provide links to. So how hard was it to, to build the tech that sat behind that? Obviously, there was a lot of, of scope to consider. I think you can kind of see that with how we've rolled, rolled out the scheme. You know, we, we started with a base fund only proposition, uh, which allowed us to turn on the KiwiSaver product for a small group of early adopters, shall we say, starting with internals and then also people from our, you know, early adopters from our waitlist. You know, we started with the five base funds that we've got across those kind of traditional conservative growth balanced investing styles. And that allowed us to get a lot of the foundations in place and build really strong confidence in that. 
alongside that, we were working with many different parties on nailing down the exemption conditions, um, which was the key legal enabler for us to offer self-select in a kind of compliant and also cost-efficient way. One of the big things that I can touch on a bit later is just the kind of administration costs associated with some of the KiwiSaver disclosures. The, the exemption conditions are pretty critical to that as well. That allowed us to kind of go through those, collaborate around those exemption conditions, and then design and build the technology to support those. You know, I think, I actually off the top of my head, I think it was May this year, those exemption conditions were officially signed off and published. I remember it well. For anyone who wants a bit more understanding around what we're talking about with the exemptions, KiwiSaver and managed funds generally have quite prescribed disclosure that they have to give to, to investors. So we have a, a form of product disclosure statement which is page limited, it can only be 12 pages long. And yet it has to explain the various things that you can invest in in your, in your KiwiSaver scheme, which is kind of fine if you've got a simple KiwiSaver with growth balanced conservative funds. But if you're offering a self-select scheme where you actually open up a world of individual shares as well as base funds, there's no way that you can do that within the prescribed disclosure. So to do that, you need exemptions from the Financial Market Authority to say, no, we won't do it this way, but we will provide disclosure in this way. And for sharesies, it's for a combination of sort of online materials and published materials that you can find through the government's disclose register. So it was part of the process with the Financial Markets Authority was nailing down the conditions for those exemptions, which is really where the FMA, Financial Markets Authority, focused on the guardrails and ensuring that uh, consumers were being protected. Yeah, that's right. And there are a lot of those things which we had high levels of confidence about the specifics and details of what those would look like. And we were able to start delivery of technical design and delivery of those. Um, but there were some that, you know, we only kind of got really clear certainty around the specific detail of around that time frame. So that meant that we kind of had a lag. We had to really focus on an iterative delivery plan for the technology. And that's why there was that kind of time frame between that May period up until uh, when we actually all rolled out self-select, is a lot of that focus was spent on the designing, delivering, and testing the actual technology related to and features related to those exemption conditions. You know, it's been great. I mean, in many cases, we've found that a lot of the kind of direction and the exemption conditions really allowed us to hit that, again, that triangle between compliance, cost efficiency, and customer experience. And, you know, there's some really good examples, including the risk and personalized risk indicator score, where we've landed with a, you know, a really nice innovation that's really simple to understand, computes a lot of data on the back end, and then publishes a dynamic risk indicator score to, to members. And most importantly, at the right time, it's all about providing the right information at the right time to allow members to be really confident uh, with what they're doing. Yeah, and again, so risk indicators is a concept that KiwiSaver and, and other managed funds have had for a while, but they've always applied at the sort of the fund level. And it's basically, it's a, a range from one to seven, and it measures the volatility of the returns of that fund, so how much it goes up and down. So what you guys have done is built technology and systems in order to apply that same sort of thinking and give that disclosure in relation to the individual stocks that you can actually buy and make up part of your KiwiSaver. So that's uh, really helpful for people. Let's finish with a few short questions. So what's the feedback like so far on, on Sharesy's KiwiSaver? Really great. We've been speaking to a few members as well. And I think like, the overwhelming thing we see is just 
how simple and easy it is, particularly kind of the sign the sign up uh, process. I think the tradi- there's this traditional view that signing up for a KiwiSaver scheme is only possible via a series of forms and documents and confusing conversations with three different parties. Yeah, the hard work's done because people have signed up as members of Sharesies previously. So, no, understand that. Oddly specific question that may be on people's minds. Will I still get the image of the little guy running along with the bowl with money spilling out every time I decide to change an allocation? Not when updating an allocation in the investment plan. We're using the processing power there to make sure we can dynamically calculate what your personal risk score is. But we are expecting to uh, introduce more of a, what we're calling kind of manual buying and selling. So the ability to actually go in and rather than just update your investment plan, but also to use funds that you've got in your KiwiSaver account to, to purchase individual companies and ETF units. So that's something that we might look to introduce the guy running um, along with the order. There's definitely some scope for that. Sure, we'll add that to the build plan for later. That's fine. Why is KiwiSaver important to Sharesies? KiwiSaver was always on the radar for the for the founders. I think, you know, when I first started, I, I heard the story about um, some of the early research that the founders did and they they would they would talk to rooms full of people and ask, who's an investor? Put your hand up. And everyone would kind of look around sideways at each other. And then they would ask, okay, who has a KiwiSaver account? Room full of hands would go up. You know, why is that? And 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 ultimately people were already investors, but they either didn't realize it or they didn't have the confidence to consider themselves investors. And I think as a result, KiwiSaver has always been on the, on the radar for sharesies. There's th- over 3 million members enrolled into KiwiSaver. All of those people are investors, whether they realize it or not. Yeah. And it's a great way for us to start to build that knowledge and understanding and confidence with members, um, or with KiwiSaver members, to understand how that all works. So yeah, it was always on the radar, and it's a, such a great fit for helping to build financial well-being for everybody in New Zealand. Fantastic, Will. Love to have another conversation at some point about perhaps new products that Sharesy's rolling out, and really good to try and fit it within the, the context of the fintech work that we do and how you know, the great companies that can roll together the provision of financial services through technology to make it easier, to make it more understandable for people and to help people make good decisions. To our listeners, thanks for joining us. To Will, thanks very much for sharing time and your insights. Thanks very much, Jeremy. If you enjoyed today's episode, please remember to rate, review or follow the Tech Suite wherever you get your podcasts. You can subscribe to receive technology insights directly in your inbox via our website at minterallison.co.nz. Thanks everyone, have a great day.